0: Good morning, Golden and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, excuse me, on another wild, whimsical sort of Wednesday for Torch Report 436. Today we'll be talking about mask madness and the system of control. But let me just tell you, friends, the threat of fresh mask mandates I do believe ultimately is a distraction from the utter destruction of our country. But here we go again. I mean, that's that's what was screaming in my mind when I saw all of the headlines out there about, oh, man, it sure looks like the mask mandates are coming back, you know, vaccine requirements. Oh, it's, it's really happening. Contract tracing re-implemented at colleges and offices across the country. Alex Jones was right. right you know, the mainstream media is rolling out a new COVID fear campaign campaign. Etc. 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 I looked at that, friends, and then I took a deep breath. I paused and I let it roll around a little in the in the gray matter. And there was a f- question kind of forming in the back of the m- mind. And there was a certain amount of skepticism I felt like, just kind of trying to push its way through. As I'm reading, this, I'm thinking, you gotta be kidding me, you know? Could this just be a head fake? Could it be? I don't know. Honestly, I doubt that it is a head fake. I think, it you know, masks are going to come back. I think the lockdowns are coming back. I think that they still assume they have the authority to, <clears throat> to do these things. Excuse me, I got a little tickle in my throat here. But I also believe that fewer people... In the country, are going to play along with it this time, and I mean that as in country folk. In the big cities, I think it'll be much the same as it was last time, and this is going to further expose the shocking societal bifurcation that besets us, friends. That uh, the last article that I I linked there in the report today, it comes from the mainstream media, and it's mocking Alex Jones as a conspiracy theorist who. Yeah, you know, citing anonymous sources from the TSA to sound the alarm over a mid-September implementation of more mask mandates, they're mocking him for doing that, and of course they're mocking MAGA extremists, and they're mocking racist Republicans, and they're mocking Christian insurrectionists, and they're mocking anybody who still attempts to use their minds to make sense of the madness. But it seems to me like this is really a prime opportunity for the powers that be to kind of pull a fast one, to make people get all caught up in the mask debate, and ultimately maybe they never roll out any mandates at all. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if they didn't, that would make Alex Jones look like a jackass, and it would give the liberals plenty of fodder to continue mocking the uh, conservative rebellion as a bunch of conspiracy theorists. So after that, you know, of course, we're going to see the, the, uh, the same liberals. are going to be smugly putting on their masks, proudly strutting around on their worthless face diapers, still thinking that they're the smartest people on the planet. These fools are useful idiots. They are tools in the hands of the global cabal. Nevertheless their misplaced confidence is still confidence and that means that many people are going to follow suit right the sheep are going to follow where the herd goes and the most confident people are going to be leading the herd so that's the uh, that's the pressure I'm sorry, the power of societal pressure, that itching nag to do what other people are doing and, and to just do what all the cool kids are doing. I mean, you can call it peer pressure or whatever you like, but the result is the same. It's behavioral change. And behavioral change is what they've been planning all along. So... Whether or not, you know, this is a head fake, whether or not they actually push forward with it, it, it is driving behavioral change. And that's what they're focused on. They don't really care how do they achieve that, just that they get everybody to go along with it, or at least the majority of people. So that's my take on the 3D chess approach to achieving these, uh, these objectives. Now, if they get people to willingly mask up and vax up and they shame those who don't, then comes the fun part, right? Then they can ratchet up the propaganda and the psyops. They can pull some scary statistics out of the magical hat of mathematical modeling and claim that cases are skyrocketing. Oh my gosh, hospitalizations and deaths are on the rise. And of course, then they can blame all of this on those who are not masked up, who are not vaxxed up. And since it worked before, it will almost certainly work again. That's when I think the lockdowns and the mask enforcement will come back in full force, so I think it's going to be a little bit of a drip, drip, drip here. Only time's going to tell whether or not Alex Jones was right on the uh, the mid September timeline. Regardless of that, friends, the 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 obvious, you know, obviously there are businesses and universities that are getting a jumpstart on all the insanity. The, you know, they're virtue signaling. We're most woke by making everybody wear a mask, and I believe this is happening because the powers that be are rolling out a lot of heavy propaganda right now. And to give you an example of that, I put a little spiffy screenshot in the report here today that shows, uh, it, it's an artifact, probably an AI generated image, but it's got, you know, this looks like blown up viruses and they're going to go up in the nose and they're going to affect the brain and all of that. And the whole video is, uh, it's posted in the link there to msn.com, but it, it Puts the, the paragraph underneath that uh, video says this. It says, "Quote: The Washington Post reports that more than one million COVID nineteen cases and over three hundred, I'm sorry, three thousand one hundred deaths have been reported in the twenty eight days leading up to August third, according to figures from the World Health Organization." Period. End quote. Now, this is just propaganda. That's why I wanted to point it out here. It's being presented by a liberal outlet. And of course, it points to the Washington Post as if the Washington Post is a credible news source. However, Washington Post is really just a hard left liberal rag. But they're presenting one million COVID-19 cases and, you know, 3,100 deaths in the last 28 days. And zoics, oh my gosh, it's so scary, right? But these numbers are just bogus. They're BS. They're coming straight from the cooked books of the entirely corrupt World Health Organization. These numbers have no relevance whatsoever to what's happening in America today. They're just there for the scare factor. They're just there to be associated with the the creepy pharma-funded PSYOP video. So anyway, let me get back to the, uh, the, the original skepticism here for a bit. You know, could this be a head fake? And I want to examine another passage from that article that stood out to me. I'll read it here and then we'll break it down a little bit. Quote, Despite the InfoWars report, that's Alex Jones's report, despite the InfoWars report, government officials have not indicated a major rise in COVID cases and deaths. And they have not not indicated a major rise in COVID cases and deaths are on the horizon. At this time, there is no evidence indicating EG5, which is the eris variant Uh, there's no evidence indicating it is able to spread more easily and currently available treatments and vaccines are expected to continue to be effective against this variant according to the cdc the who has also noted that the eg5 variant poses a low risk to public health in comparison to the other omicron descendants period end quote so what we can see there is that despite the hype, officials have indicated there's no major rise in cases. So, ha, ha, you know, the CDC says there's there's no evidence that spreads more easily or quickly. The WHO notes that EG5 poses a low health risk. So, what's this buzz really all about? The last sentence in the article says it all. It says Pfizer, Moderna, Nova, Novavax They're all set to roll out with new COVID-19 vaccines in late September. So there you have it. That's really what it's all about, getting a needle in everybody's arm. So let's go ahead and change the channel. Shall we zoom out? Zoop! Going way out there for just a second. There are some patterns, I think, that are not to be overlooked. I want to quickly point them out. First of all, this intentional pitting of Infowars against government officials is training the liberal audience to trust no one but the government officials. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And that is exactly how the government wins in information warfare. The second thing I want to point out, Is that these government officials are telling people that at this time, at this time, there is no evidence that anyone needs to panic. But those radical conspiracy theorists over at InfoWars, they're trying to stir the pot and get people into a tizzy, you know. But... Friends, mark my word, soon those roles will be reversed. Soon it will be government officials telling people to don a worthless face mask uh, to stop the spread of a, a dangerous new variant, and that's going to get people in a in a tizzy and that's going to be the radical conspiracy theorists saying, "Hey, take off the damn mask. It's worthless. You look stupid." The third thing I want to point out here, it's slightly more subtle, but it's it's the impression that the role of a good human is to think like a global citizen and to defer to the experts in globalist organizations like the WHO, who, of course, you know, is already directing all of the messaging, all the propaganda that's coming out from state actors like the CDC and, and state health departments all across the country. So expect to see a lot more of this in the coming months. Now, That said, really changing the channel here, the the first Republican primary debate is tonight. Oh boy, the Republican debate's going to be tonight. And you know what? It's actually going to be entertaining and worth a watch, I think. I look forward to seeing uh, Vivek Ramaswamy mop the floor with these other, you know, just dirt bags. (laughs) It's too bad Trump's not there to really square off with him. We'd see some sparks there, I'm sure. But the point is that election season is in full swing. And I suspect... Another public health emergency is going to play a role in how it all plays out. But my gut tells me there is something else coming. There's something else coming that is much, much worse. We know for a fact that not even the N95 masks stop the spread of viral disease, but that's not the point, right? The bifurcation of society, the splitting of society means that people living in liberal bubbles are going to compete. Continue to believe what they do. uh, Believe that these masks, like the N95, they do, but they do work. People in liberal bubbles believe that they work, while people in conservative bubbles are going to scoff at the thought that they work. Right, but this creates a palpable tension. That further strains the social fabric. And that's the bigger picture. It's that social strain that's really their game here. We'll get to more on that in just a minute. But the other big news out I want to kind of pull in here is that the uh the, the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and 60 other nations are meeting in South Africa right now to discuss the objective and irreversible process of destroying the dollar once and for all. Again, over 60 heads of state are expected to be in on all of this. China, of course, is leading the fight to, quote, strengthen cohesion and cooperation among developing countries, end quote. Wow, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, what a role model, right? Wrong. (laughs) Of course, uh, By strengthening the cohesion and cooperation among developing countries, it's going to allow, what the the Chinese say, it's going to allow, quote, our collective voice in the world to grow stronger. Their collective voice in the world. It's the collective hive mind. Friends, think global democracy. And if you're in the know, then you do know that global democracy is just a code word for commies. The commies are taking over the world! <laughs> oh, Friends, it is the intention of the BRICS, aka the Global South, to displace the G7. So they're going to displace the Western Alliance as the prime director of geopolitical affairs. And I believe the global elites are all in on this plan, including the, uh, the Rockefeller sorts who are right here at home, working to undermine America from within. Also in on the gig are big tech, big pharma, and big banks, because because, 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 China, India, Brazil, and beyond, these are the biggest markets on the planet today. Now, where they're meeting, South Africa, Johannesburg, that's really the doorway to the African continent, and so they can get in the foot in the door there, exploit it for all it's worth, that's already happening. It's also going to give them the ability to capture the uh, resources needed for the tech revolution and all that. And of course, you know, why Russia is in the BRICS is because Russia has enough oil and natural gas to fuel the entire expansion. So those are the geopolitical forces that are stacked up against the ailing U.S. of A. Now about that bifurcation and the societal strain that comes with it. Friends, just like the Marxists strive to unite the working class, that's what they say, unite the working class. It's really, uh, this manifests as a hodgepodge conglomerate of people suffering from mental illnesses, the woke mind virus, the collectivist delusions, and all of that kind of stuff, small small special interest groups. That's the quote-unquote working class. But just like the Marxists are striving to unite the working class, so too are the commies working to unite democratic parties all around the world. And, of course, always the end goal is total control, and their primary tactic is always deceit. But this is coming, the playbook is coming straight out of the Communist Manifesto. What I want to make clear this morning here is that all of these tactics are also being used to separ- separate Americans into two distinctly different holding pens, i.e. to further bifurcate society. These holding pens are political holding pens, but the distinction is it comes down to being between rural and urban areas, and of course that's a no brainer. But I think very few people have actually thought through how this is going to play out. Um, in the interest of time, I'm not going to get into all of it today. I want to keep it pretty simple here. But think of it like this: cities control states, states control counties, and counties control the co- the country citizens, country folk, right? So cities control states, states control counties, and counties control citizens. And I know that may seem a little counterintuitive, but think about it. The amount of money and the number of people in big cities give them everything they need to capture statewide elections. Thus, one big blue city can control an in- the entire state apparatus, right? It- including the political appointees. Uh, who end up directing the lives of the people living in rural areas. And of course, the rural areas are managed by county-level officials who subjugate themselves to the state and defer to the state in order to keep the money flowing. This is how the system works. And to see how this plays out, friends, try to imagine a propaganda campaign in an urban area like Seattle. All of a sudden, everyone in the city is in a panic. You know, they're demanding that the state take precautionary steps to keep people safe and safe lives. Oh, my gosh! You know, and within the metro bubble, that all makes sense because people are being inundated with the propaganda. And that, that behavior, demanding the people, uh, the state keep people safe from the invisible enemy, it mirrors the propaganda that's being fed into the system. You know, people... Meanwhile, out in the country and rural communities are just going about their business. Okay, They didn't get the memo. Therefore, they did not panic and life goes on. But then one day, businesses and schools start forcing people to mask back up. Some places might even require testing and contact tracing and proof of vac status to enter the building. Why is that happening? People in rural areas are not freaking out, so why, is, why are they being forced to do this? Well, they're being forced to do it because the state said so. And the state said so because the city was in a tizzy. And that is thanks to the orchestrated propaganda that's being passed down from on high. It's coming down directly from the global cabal. The federal government is really just a mediator in all of this process, but the federal government They can use federal funding as the ultimate trump card to force compliance, exactly the same way that states use funding to force compliance. So the state says to the county, you got to do this or you're not getting your funding. Schools are a primary target there, as well as rural health care. But the federal government, they can do the same thing. Anyway, friends, the point is that this system makes representative government and the will of we, the peasants, completely obsolete. So the next pandemic, you know, the forthcoming currency collapse and the central bank digital currency, all aspects of the radical climate agenda that's getting shoved down our throat. And of course, the totality of Agenda 2030, the anti-human depopulation agenda, all of this is a perfect example of how the system, the global system, has made representative government and the will of the people obsolete. Friends, the Great Reset is upon us and there is no easy way out. And as I was mulling on that this morning, a little poem came to mind. So I'm going to leave you here with a little poem. Follow me if you will. The American dream has been ripped at the seams, and nothing is quite like it seems. While the globalist plot clips along at a trot, most peasants ignore all their schemes. Yet the spirit rustles with a restless unease, and the knowing can sense that it's wrong. But given the chance, they'll keep us in trance and win before we ever grow strong. My friends, it won't long. And that really is the message of my heart. I did put a a song in here. I don't know if you guys have been listening to Oliver Anthony. He's been blowing everything up, but he's got this new song, I Want to Go Home, and it talks about that we're on the brink of war. I put that in there for you to check out. It's very stirring, very moving, friends, so please share it far and wide. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share the Torch Report with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this wild, whimsical Wednesday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again uh, soon.